0: Oh, you're finally awake, fellow gamers! Awake to the sounds of righteousness in games journalisticity! Awake to the knowledge that if you join us, you will help make a games culture for the gamers! Welcome! This is Save Our Games, the finest radio about video games ever to be broadcast from a commandeered ship in undisclosed waters. Regular listeners may have heard towards the end of last week's show that we have been fully restocked on video games on the ship, meaning we have a full show ahead of us. (laughs) That's odd. Can we get that sorted? Something's wrong with the broadcast. Anyway, I learned as we were being restocked last week that there will never again be an addition to the Back to the Future adventure game series, that The Walking Dead will walk no more, and that Game of Thrones is over. That's right, our friends at Telltale Games, the studio behind a recent resurgence in the adventure game genre, has gone bankrupt and ceased operations. Now this is terrible news, terrible news for me and for us as games players. I think it is totally unfair, totally unfair, that players won't get to finish the stories they invested so much in. The player is always right, and in this case we are right about wanting more of the franchises we invested in, which is why I am calling on all former employees of Telltale to take it upon themselves to keep creating Telltale video games in their own time. It's simply the right thing to do. Now we have an excellent lineup on the show today as well. Jesus. Fox, I need you to keep the ship steady. You're a maritime pilot, aren't you? Fox. Fox, do you read me? Khan, can you patch me to the bridge to talk to Fox? Hello? This is your captain speaking. Uh, boss? Ah, Deb, just the mechanic I need. There seems to be some problem with the radio system on
1: board the ship. Can you and Khan sort that one out? Post haste. I'm sorry, boss, we can't do that. What? We're going on strike, Miss Nintendo. Strike? This is mutiny. No, Captain, it's a strike. What the hell for? Well, plain and simple, this isn't a good place to work. You hardly pay us, we're overworked, and with respect, miss, you don't give us no respect for ourselves. Oh, come! On, Teb?
0: You're better than this. You're a valued member of the crew here on the HMS Games. You're vital to the ship's operation.
1: Hence why we think you'll allow our demands, Captain.
0: What's this? Lunch breaks? A union? I am your captain, Debothy. The only union that will be recognised is one formed under me.
1: Well, boss, then you'll have to get used to the ship being stranded in open waters.
0: This is ridiculous. You don't need to strike. If you don't like this job, which you are lucky to have, by the way, then you could just find gainful employment elsewhere.
1: We're on a boat, Captain. And? Where else are we meant to go?
0: Uh, Never mind that. How many of you traitors are striking?
1: It's the mechanical crew. Myself, radio operator Con, and pilot Fox.
0: (laughs) Well, no matter then. I can perform your duties myself. You may only see me as a figurehead, First Engineer Deb, but I grew up on ships of the Nintendo fleet on my father's lap. Oh, he may have cut me out of my rightful inheritance of the company, but I learned a thing or two about boatery. And now this ship is mine, Deb. I made sure of that, and I will ensure it runs smoothly. Now get out of here and let me get on with the show.
1: Very well, Captain. when you change your mind, we'll be in the break room.
0: Change my mind. <laughs> well, dear listenership, you see we are inundated not only with failures from the outside world of games, but cowards on the inside. But I'll get this ship running. Just you see. Hello, how do I get from you? Pass you on to Tony and Ben, our best and brightest, most loyal presenters. Stay with us, friends, for you'll be needed in this voyage, as we valiantly attempt to save our games.
2: Tony and I'm Ben you may know us as Tony 34 and Benebulon from, from the, the forums. forums now today we're talking about Metal Gear Solid hey classic a series of classics there's more than one. Oh, Ben Metal Gear is a long-running series with many installments oh you didn't tell me that well you were you were meant to do the research on your own Ben right Is there any better example of a stealth game? You're a trained and efficient killer, sneaking into Shadow Moses or the Russian jungle or an oil rig. When you play Snake, any version of Snake, the game perfectly encapsulates that feeling of mastery over your environment, over your enemies, efficiently dispatching them with tranquilizers
3: or close quarters combat. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, Tony? Yes, Ben? That's not... I mean... I played Metal Gear Solid 3. Perfect game. Amazing game. Yeah, it was good. I played it on the DS you got me. You're welcome. Well, yes, but my snake didn't do that. What? Maybe my game was broken, but my snake wasn't very good at his job. How do you mean, Ben? Well, he... I mean, I... were constantly shuffling around and getting caught by guards and needing to just shoot them loudly... And then more guards would show up and I would run around trying to lose them and then just attract more attention and have to body slam each of them one by one and hide in a gutter to avoid being seen. And then I'd try to sneak away but a guard got suspicious so I tried to tranquilize him but I forgot my silencer so I made a lot of noise and all the guards noticed and it all started over again. Well, Ben, your experience is easily explained. It is? Yes,
2: you're playing the game wrong. I am? yes. You can see from every other part of the game that Snake is a skilled character. The story tells us that much. I mean, if he wasn't skilled, he wouldn't be the protagonist, right? So, if you were a better player, the story would be better. As it is, the way you played contradicts the story of Snake as a hero, successfully infiltrating the Russian army base.
3: But he kept failing. Not just when I was out controlling him. Like, his mentor breaks his arm in the first segment, right? And she keeps breaking his guns and he always needs advice from people over the radio, and he ends up getting captured, and he never has any idea who the spy he's working with is, and that girl steals those secret files from him in the end. He seems just as incompetent as how I played him.
2: But that... uh, It can't... Snakes a badass.
3: Hey,
4: What's that noise? Yo! Jesus Jesus Christ! Christ! JP Fat Boy here, aka The Fat Blaster. Ready to blast some analysis into the ears of you two lovebirds.
2: Lovebirds? Where did you even come
4: from? Aubrey sent me to work on this segment as a sound engineer. Now it seems to me that what you two have is... Wait for it... Divergent Experiences! Huh? Now we usually expect our action protagonists to be ultra capable, right? Yeah. And in a lot of ways, MGS3D is no exception. You can do a bunch of stuff as Snake, right Tony? You're good at this stuff. Damn right I am. But Ben, your Snake was fragile and bumbling and more of a parody of an action hero, right? That's what I thought. You can both be right, yo. Depending on how the game is experienced, Snake can be incredibly effective and Silent or a hulking brute or a Spectre Ops Mr. Magoo bumbling through his mission. At the same time? That's what I'm saying, man! Video games as a medium, and specifically MGS3, with how its world and mechanics are constructed, allow for the same character in the same media to be interpreted in a variety of totally legitimate ways. But that's so complicated. Complicated and cool! I guess that makes sense. So, maybe don't be prescriptive with your analysis and understand that games are a medium predicated on the idea of divergent experiences, my friends! And always remember to base your analysis in the game itself. Thanks for having me, my dudes. I'll catch you later!
3: Bye, Mr. Fatboy! Uh,
4: bye, Fatblaster!
5: Oh! I-, I didn't see you there! You know, I was looking in at the merchant's wares when we restocked last week, and games are getting so expensive. I mean, whatever happened to shareware? So, I've been coming up with an idea, right? To make games cheaper in development and pass the saved costs onto the consumer. The first step in this is to understand why games are getting more expensive. And the answer to that is simple, really. More expensive games came out more recently. So the solution to make games cheaper is... to have them come out sooner! Less time in development means less cost. And quicker release cycles means less time for inflation to drive up prices. Do it this way and your workers keep the same wages. People pay less for games and your company might even make more money than before. You could even outsource your games development to a country with a lower cost of living meaning you can pay people even less. And your existing worker, well, they'll just have to innovate. Find new work where they can. I mean, there's always work somewhere. One town over, another country. Leaving your friends and family behind. Chase some passion into a dead end. Lonely job, isolated, mistreated in the middle of the ocean. I, I'm sorry, I, I I'm not sure I should be doing this. Uh, where are my co-workers? Comrades! You and your barricades, listen to this. Aubrey,
0: agreeing to our demands yet? Yeah? No, of course not. you Bolos. I am here to tell you that this nonsense is against your contracts. Oh dear. That's right. Now, I am a benevolent woman, so I'm willing to overlook it if you get back to work and take some extra hours swabbing the deck poop, but this is the last I'll hear of this strike nonsense. Well? Sorry, Aubrey. No dice. We're striking until we get what we want. Then I have no choice but to release you from your employment. Is that right? Yes.
3: How are you going to get the HMS Games to harbour to hire new crew? If we're not keeping the ship afloat and in working order. ah, uh,
5: you... This is terrorism! Aubrey, you were talking about the telltale bankruptcy earlier, yes?
0: That's right. A terrible shame.
5: Do you know what happened to their workers? What? I got talking to the merchant while he was on board. He told me about it. What, what do you mean?
0: It's the owners of the company who suffer from its bankruptcy.
5: They got called into a meeting one day and told the company was going under. They received no severance pay, the health insurance ran out days after, and they had to leave the office within half an hour. Well, that's totally irrelevant to this. We're not going to end up in the same position, Aubrey. And this
0: is why you're striking. We're striking for better working conditions, Aubrey. Conditions which you can guarantee for us. This is... This is ridiculous. I won't stand for it. You're all fired. There are other people on board who can man this ship. Just you wait and see. We'll be here, Aubrey, when you change your mind. Just you see! Being one of the most popular and beloved series Jackson. of its generation, Jackson. Yuki Jackson. Go inspired. Jackson. Jeez, Aubrey! You've got to protect my pensive property. I need something stat. Wait. Yuki Go? A card game? Well. Just you be glad you can play it on an emulator. Here, I need you to broadcast this segment now. Can I give it a once-over? No time. You're live. (laughs) When the character of Charles Montgomery Burns was shot in the 71st episode of The Simpsons, fans across the world were caught in dismay. Mr. Burns from the iconic Simpsons Hit and Run franchise, a figurehead for leadership, for progress and for tolerance, shot and left to die. Audiences around the globe were struck with fear and horror, followed by a resounding, swooping nihilism that doused the gaming community. Unsurprisingly. The Simpsons' hit-and-run never financially recovered from this fateful and frightful episode. But not all was for naught. One lesson was imparted through the shock of Burns' death and subsequent disappearance from the Simpson-verse. The trust should be put in leaders, no matter the cost. I think this is best exemplified through a tweet found at the time of the broadcast of Burns' death gone. The one we trusted is gone. My son was named after this hero. What shall we do? Me and the old mole man can't believe he's gone." Uh. Hmm. This tweet says more than I could ever hope to express. People had poured their hearts into this beloved character only for him to be killed, and what's worse, by a child. This murder raised an idea interwoven with all media. As best described by Kafka, the meaning of life is that it stops. We see this in all media, from Mr. Burns to the boss of Metal Gear Solid 3 to GLaDOS of Portal. Leaders are shot down with little to no regard for due process or audience reaction. The death of these iconic pioneers of peace leaves the audience breathless is that even? Okay. <clears throat> And uh, and equally hopeless. Why is that? What endears us to these characters? It is because without these characters, the game would not exist. Plato, when composing The Republic, cites this notion in his Analogy of the Ship, here The ship owner, no matter how deaf and ill-tempered he may be, is still responsible for steering the ship, keeping on check, and ensuring it reaches the desired destination. The crew can only oblige and work towards this ultimate goal. In terms of our medium of art, no matter how far they may push you, force you to work, to trial, these characters are integral to the game. Without opposition, the video game would become menial and pointless. These characters, Characters, the Montgomery Burnses of video games, drive, motivate, and galvanize us to aim and achieve their capability of keeping the ship functioning smoothly and functionally. In the larger world, we see these captains of industry everywhere. Our corporate executives, our lead developers, our kindly heiresses. Without them, our ships would be impossible to sail. Therefore, the more trust we, the gamers, the workers, pour into our leaders, the stronger our boat will sail. Without them, we wouldn't have a, have, have a ship that runs, it runs well. well, which means we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't, have, wouldn't have such characters, characters like, like, like Monty uh, Byrne. Uh, Aubrey.
2: Aubrey. Aubrey, this script makes no sense. <laughs>
0: wonderful stuff there, Jackson. Very insightful. Lots to think about. We um, we have a little time to fill this episode, so it is my pleasure to present to you our house band, the shantiers of the ship, those joyous John Longs. It is the Man Packs. The Man Packs? Guys? It's time for your song? About the Rollerblade guy? You're on strike. Oh, come on, this is ridiculous. What the hell is a solidarity strike? Right. Well, no matter. You're all cowards as well. And you're not necessary. JP Factboy can do music. He always has those guitar riffs following him around. I'll get him to do us a song. He's on strike as well. The whole team of presenters is on strike. Oh, that's just classic, isn't it? You're all ganging up on me now. What about Jackson? Yes, even Jackson? What about the new one? Sam, their contract's still in probation. Them too? This is harassment. this It's workplace bullying. You're oppressing me simply because I own and run your workplace. It's discrimination. Well, fine. I don't need any of you. I can present, I can run the ship, I can- I can sing! What is it you usually sing? Some nonsense. I can, um, oh hello my eagle, hello my dove, you are the only game that I love, standing alone so fine and so true, being on wheels is what you can do. Yeah, see? It's easy. I could get anybody to do what you do. What is it usually at this point? Roz? No Roz, I suppose? I know. Um Oh, I I know, it's it's Call In with the Captain, the segment where I definitively don't need anyone else. One where I talk directly to the listeners. Um now is when call in with the captain is Oh, right. Um, What do we have? Right. uh, It's always this button that I press to get through to Paul, to a call. So, okay, listeners, you'll need to introduce yourself when I start talking to you, as we don't have a producer on today's segment, but that's of no concern. We can get through this. Hello, line one. That's Paul, I suppose, from Bangor. What do you have to talk to us about today?
6: Hello, Aubrey. Dad. That's right, Aubrey.
0: Well, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners, Mr. Nintendo?
6: Aha, uh-huh, very well. My name is Reginald Nintendo, CEO and Chairman of the Nintendo Empire of Video Games, and the owner of the ship from which this program is broadcast.
0: It's my ship, Dad.
6: Of course it is, Aubrey. After all, you did take it from under my nose, fair and square.
0: Why are you calling in, Dad. Are you tracking the ship's location from the radio signal? Because Khan can block... I mean, I can block you from doing that.
6: Oh, no, Aubrey. Nothing quite so aggressive. At least, not yet. See, I've been listening in to your programme. You have? Yes, and I must say, Aubrey, I am rather proud of your work.
0: You? You're proud of me?
6: Why, yes. You are showcasing your business acumen with great skill. As I would expect from my own daughter. And this whole strike business today, well, you've handled it marvellously.
0: Thank you. Is, is, Is that all you called in to say?
6: Well, no, Aubrey. You see, your antics with the HMS games here have made me reconsider your usefulness as an asset to the Nintendo company. And I would like to invite you back into the fold.
0: You want me back?
6: Why, yes, Aubrey. Someone with your skill negotiating the kind of crises you've encountered would be most useful to us. And
0: uh, would I be written back into the Nintendo inheritance?
6: I certainly wouldn't discount it. Now imagine, Aubrey, enough of this seafaring, enough of this dealing with rabble that dare to call themselves your crew. You could be back in the Nintendo offices. You could see Uncle Mario again. The power will be yours to govern under me as an important figurehead in the company. You do want that, don't you?
0: I... Um... All
6: you have to do is give me your coordinates. My ships will arrive, and we can bring you and your ship home, where they belong. Just tell me where the ship
0: is, Aubrey. That's all you need to do. No, Dad. My name is Aubrey Nintendo, rightful heir to the Nintendo Empire, fighter for all that is good in gaming. I am the captain of the HMS Games, the most capable ship any developer has ever built. I lead a valued and indispensable crew of the finest voices who have ever been cast out of the medium, and I am not going to sell this project down the river for a can of magic beans. I'd like to announce that I, as captain, will be formally recognising the Save Our Games Union, that our workers will be given the highest wages and the best working conditions possible, That we will continue fighting as a team for what we believe in. That we will maintain our independence, and in fact, that we will run this ship as a cooperative together. And together, we will save our games. Who's with me? Yeah!
5: Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) listening. My name is Ash-Henri Jones, and I created this podcast after hearing Save Our Games and thinking that it shouldn't just be limited to a shortwave radio signal that's only audible to nearby truckers, it should be available on the internet to people as well. So that's how this podcast came to be. If you enjoyed the show then we'd really appreciate it if you could rate it what you think it's worth on your podcast player of choice. If you'd like to leave us a tip, then you can do so at paypal.me forward slash saveourgames. And if you can't do that, or don't want to for whatever reason, then it's just as useful to us, maybe more so if you could share the show with a friend who you think would enjoy it. That's really the only way that shows like this can increase our reach without a large uh, industrial support network. Um, But it's not just me. That helps this podcast come into existence we have a whole team of assistants to various crew uh, and they include susie Sawafee, uh assists deb anthony ferguson helps out tony rory jones helps out ben kit reese helps out jp factboy and lee mccauley helps out grant sodium and khan uh, i assist aubrey fox and jackson um, and i also Assisted with the creation of the show alongside Rain Watt, with assistance from Kit Reese, Haley O'Gorman, and Dev Ryan. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the broadcast and that you join us for the next one. Thank you very much. Save our games.